Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Excuse me. Taxi. Come on, what are you doing? This is the 77 WABC minicast. Joining us now is Congressman Brian Mast of the great state of Florida, uh, served alongside also the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, also U.S. military as well. And Congressman, we are so happy to have you here. And, and I want to get uh, first your reaction because there's a lot of stuff breaking over there in Israel. Uh, there's some reports that there may be, I mean, there's definitely been discussions with the Biden administration pushing for a ceasefire, pushing for a pause. Uh, have you heard anything like if if Israel is agreeable to that? Netanyahu's saying no way. What what do you think? They are now surrounding Gaza City and Hamas headquarters as we speak. That hospital where the tunnels are below. Yeah, I think no way. I agree with Netanyahu. You leave your uh, foot on the throat of these terrorists uh, until you've stomped every one of them out. And the reason that you have to do that is to protect the lives of the soldiers that are going out there and doing this most dangerous work that any military operation could possibly conceive. The the urban terrain, the amount of population, the, the tunnel system, and the fact that you throw hostages into this entire mix, you don't want to give them fuel so that they can start running the lights and the ventilation systems in those tunnels again, as one example. You don't want to give them other things that they can use as, as a role for their militant wing that they steal from somebody that's supposed to be uh, humanitarian aid, because we know that's exactly what they do. So uh, the point is, you know, you keep your throat, your, your foot on. You know, I'm congressman, too, uh, today. We also heard from the families of hostages. They were on Capitol Hill and it was it was so emotional. It was gut wrenching because, of course, they're worried now that they're surrounding that tunnel complex. Obviously, Hamas is in there, but also there could be 10 American hostages and 230 others. Um, but they also said something. And because, you know, the IDF, uh, you served with them. So you understand. Um, and, and I've spent a lot of time over in the Middle East. So I didn't serve with them, but I've, they are great fighters. And I want to hear your thoughts because they said, you know what? We better pray, uh, that Israel, uh, wipes out Hamas because guess what? You are next America. That was a really powerful statement. How important is this fight that Israel is doing? And are they ready for this? Cause this is going to, these guys are going to be ruthless. Israel has constantly basically been an aircraft carrier for the United States of America in the Middle East. They are that that landing pad of our values and uh, of our beliefs and of continuing the resolve that America has in that region. It's why they're one of our you know greatest allies at, at any time and, and in the, the region, anywhere across the globe. That's why that is the case. But when you look at the situation of, of what they're facing, you got to realize that, in my opinion, you have so many out there right now that are looking at the situation and saying, well, listen, if they don't have a black hood on and a green bandana or, or a green headband on and they're not labeling themselves the Hamas, then they must be an innocent Palestinian civilian. 
And I think that's some of the most dangerous rhetoric that can be thrown out there. Um, and, and everybody should be very careful about labeling too quickly anybody over there as innocent because we know the way that they're educated. We know the way that they pay their quote-unquote martyrs. We know the way that they lob rockets into Israel day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, not just these specific conflicts that we're in right now. And we know the way that those people that are not exactly Hamas were out there taking people hostage, helping to take people hostage, um, poking the eyeballs out of people, working to kill them, not just military-age men, but, but women and youths as well. Congressman, it's Judge Richard Weinberg. Thanks for being on the show. I want to ask you from a military perspective, why is it so dangerous to have one of these so-called pauses or ceasefires? Because when you're conducting a military operation, one of the most important terms you could use is violence of action, right? You want to be more violent. Uh, for a more sustained period of time than the enemy combatant that you are coming up against. So if you have the capability to work under the cover of darkness because you have night vision optics, things like that, and they don't, you have a greater violence of action. If you have the ability to have uh, control the skies, drop ordnance from the sky or from surface to surface uh, with, with that kind of ordnance in a guided and precise way, the way Israel has and obviously America has as well, you have a greater violence of action because you, conduct, you can conduct those operations with your troops in close proximity so that they can immediately follow that, that blanketing of the battlefield. If you have the ability to connect to your human intelligence and your geospatial intelligence and to, to the operators that are on the ground and working, you have a greater violence of action. If you have a greater level of training, you have a greater level of violence of action. So if you ask for a pause, you're letting those people that are, the, you know, those terrorists, that are being run ragged, you're letting them catch their breath. And Absolutely. You don't want to do that. You're right. Well, well co- thank you. Yeah, Congressman Brian Mass, thank, you, thank you so much, and thank you for your great service to this country. Thank you, Congressman. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.